Good morning. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. What I'd like to share with you this morning is the first Dvar Torah, the first sermon I shared in Montreal 21 years ago. It was when I came for Shabbos to interview for the position of Rabbi of Adath. Of course, I wanted to make a good impression, but I also wanted to be clear about who I am and what I wanted, what I want to accomplish as a rabbi. So in a sense, this message is my mission statement and it remains very, very dear to my heart. So this week's Parsha, the Parsha of Truma, we see the description of the objects to be built and placed in the Mishkan, the sanctuary. Every object symbolizes a different aspect of our relationship with God. And the first object that is described is the Aron, the Ark. Inside the Aron, which is like a box, was placed the Aseras Adibros, the two tablets of stone engraved upon which are the Ten Commandments. And a little bit later, the actual first Sefer Torah, the actual first Torah scroll written by Moshe himself was placed either on the inside or to the side of the Aram, but it was, it was part of this object. And the Torah says, Va'asu Aron, make this ark, God commands the Jewish people. And this, the ark, the Aron, represents Torah in its widest understanding, the study of Torah, the living of Torah, the applying of Torah, the connection to God through Torah. And then the Torah adds the following detail. So it's a, a box and there are three layers, a middle layer of wood, an inner layer of gold, an outer layer of gold, but it's basically a box with a cover, which we described before. And so on the four corners of this box, you shall place four rings of gold, one on each corner. And you will make long poles out of wood. And the poles of wood will be covered in gold. And you shall place the poles through the rings. In order to be able to carry it. So there are four rings at each one at each corner, two long poles. So each pole is slid through two of the rings and then you can lift it up with the poles. Now that makes sense. And the same feature is on every object in the Mishkan, the Mizbeach, the altar, the Shulchan, the table, etc. Because they had to be carried. Remember, this was a movable sanctuary. It traveled with the Jewish people 
through the desert for 40 years. Even when they reached the land of Israel, it traveled for the next 400 years. Most of the time was in a place called Shiloh, but it did travel from place to place until finally it was placed permanently and not moved anymore in the Beis Hamikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, where it stayed until the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. But for the first many centuries, it had to be moved from place to place. So you have to have a way to lift it up and to carry it. But the Aron, the Ark, was unique among all of the other objects. Because the next Pusik, after commanding to build the rings and the poles, the Torah says, Betabos haron the poles shall stay placed in the rings, lo yasur mimenu, the poles may never be removed. Now that's a strange detail, and that detail does not apply to any other object. Because every other object, the altar, the table, etc., the poles served a utilitarian purpose for moving them. So when it was time to move, you'd put the poles through the rings and you could lift it up and carry it and, and travel. But when the items were stationary, there's no need for the poles. You take the poles out, you put them in storage, and you keep them away in storage until it was time to travel again. Only for the Aron does the Torah say, Lo Yasur, we never move, remove the poles. And not only that, but the presence of the poles inside the rings connected to the Aron was always visible. Listen to this. In the Mishkan, and later in the permanent Beis Amigdash, the Aron, the Ark, was in a separate space, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies. It was behind the Parochas, the curtain, that blocked it off. And even though inside the building of the Mishkan and inside the building of the Beis Amigdash, only the Kohanim, the priests who were on duty, were allowed to enter, but even they could not see inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, behind the curtain. You know where the Wizard of Oz comes from? That behind the curtain was hidden. Only the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and only on Yom Kippur would the Kohen Gadol enter into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies. Besides that one moment, no one ever saw what was behind the curtain. However, our sages explain, so if you're standing in the building, let's say you were a Kohen on duty, and you're standing inside the room, and you're looking at the curtain, behind which is the Holy of Holies with the Aron, of course you cannot see the Aron, right? It's covered by the curtain. But you could see the outline of the poles, because the, our rabbis in the Talmud explain that the length of the poles exceeded 
the length of that back room, the Holy of Holies, so that the ends, the front ends of the poles pushed against the cloth of the tapestry, the parochas, and were visible to the outside. And our rabbis explain, I want to try to say this in a respectful way, but our rabbis explain. It may seem a little shocking that our rabbis would say something like this, but our rabbis say that the purpose of this, of these exact measurements, was that it should have the appearance for someone standing outside looking at the curtain like female anatomy visible pushing against the garments, against this covering. What a shocking description of our rabbis about such a holy, holy place. So allow me to share the following insight into this highly unlikely description. We have a Pasuk later in the Torah. Torah tziva lanu Moshe The Torah was commanded us by God through Moshe Morasha an inheritance for the congregation of Jacob for the Jewish people. In a different context I discussed this Pasuk with you a few weeks ago. Rabbi Yosef Monk, a great rabbi of the previous century, comments on a rabbinic interpretation of this verse. Our rabbis in the Medrash say, Al tikri morasha, ela mu'urasa. The word morasha means inheritance. Mu'urasa means one who is engaged to be married. For example, we would refer to a bride, newly married, as Mu'urasa. So our rabbis say, interpret the Pusik as if the word that is being used is not Mu'urasa, an inheritance, but Mu'urasa, a newly married bride. What does that mean? Says Rabbi Monk. Many of us think about the Torah as a morasha, an inheritance. It's something that's associated with an elderly relative. We may love that relative. We may respect that relative. We may go to visit once in a while. We may pay our respects to that relative. We may even stay for a little while and visit. And then we take our leave because it's not really part of our lives. It's part of the past. For many of us, that is our relationship with Torah. Something that's from long ago, something perhaps we should respect, but it's not really relevant to our lives today. We visit, but it's not really part of today. That's not what God wants. 
God wants the Torah to be, again, using this metaphor for a groom relating to his bride, and the same thing applies to a bride relating to her groom. We want, God wants the Torah to be mu'urasa, like a loving spouse about whom one is passionate, who wants to share every moment of life with us together, every step together. A newly married bride and groom who want to share everything with each other, who want to be with each other at every moment. The Torah does not want just to be visited and venerated occasionally while remaining irrelevant to the daily substance of our life. The Torah wants to be our constant companion, our guide, illuminating every facet of our lives. Not just how we keep Shabbos, not just observing the holidays, but how we live our daily life, how we go about our professional lives. The Torah has something to say about how we go on vacation how we love our spouse, how we raise our children, how we care for our parents. The Torah has to move. The Torah has to go with us wherever we are. The Torah can never be stationary. The badim, the poles for the Aron, which symbolizes Torah, they were, they were not just utilitarian. For the other objects, they were utilitarian. They served the purpose that when it was time to travel, you put the poles in and you lift it up and you travel. But the poles for the Aron were not just for the purpose of traveling. They were part of the essence of what the Aron is, of what the Torah is. The Badim had to always be in place. Because the message is, the Torah is always moving with us. The Torah is always, at every moment, in every place, relevant and by our side, not relegated to the side. Let me share with you a fascinating expression of that. The Badim and their appearance from the outside pushing against the cloth of the parochas with the image that it represents as our rabbis described is because that is what nourishes us as Jews. It is what keeps us alive as Jews, just as a baby is dependent on its mother for nursing, 
for nourishing, for keeping it alive. That is what the Torah is for us. And that's why, again, even while it was stationary, even while the object itself, the Aaron itself, was invisible behind the curtain, but at every moment we had to see at least the imprint, at least the image from the outside of what it represents. It is what sustains us. And that's why it must go wherever we are. Fascinating detail. Again, unfortunately, most of us were not in shul now. Hopefully, we'll be back in shul. But there's a fascinating detail, and many are not familiar with this detail. Everyone knows when we attend the synagogue, when we open the ark, everybody stands. When we close the ark, we can sit. You know, it's interesting. According to Jewish law, when the ark is opened, it's not required to stand. It's not. The truth is, for example, let's say on the high holidays, when we open the ark and everybody stands, it's not because since the ark is open and the Torahs are now visible, we are required to stand out of respect. That's not correct. Actually, it's simply a symbol. It's simply a sign. Like instead of making an announcement, instead of saying out loud, please rise, we open the ark. That's just a sign as if we're making the announcement, please rise. Of course, at Adath, we also make the announcement, please rise. But that's all it means. As long as the Torahs are stationary, we're not required to stand, even when they're visible. But when we take the Torah out of the ark, when we start to walk with the Torah, then we are required to stand. That's when we are required to stand. When the Torah is moving, when the Torah is passing us, when the Torah, and, and according to Jewish law, we are really supposed to follow, to walk along behind the Torah when the Torah is moving. That's when we're required to stand. When the Torah is in place, it's resting, it's stationary, even if it's visible, we're not required technically to stand. We always respect the Torah. We always revere the Torah. It's always holy, but when it moves, then we stand. That's a higher level of respect because that's the purpose of the Torah. And that's why it's so important that the Badim, the poles, must be in place at all times. On that Shabbos morning, 21 years ago at Adath, I said the following words. We are on a date you and me. We are courting each other. It's understandable that we want to make a good impression on each other. But it's even more important on a date. We must be honest about who we are. If you know nothing else about me, I want you to know that I want to keep 
the Torah moving. I want to take a journey with you, accompanied by the Torah, everywhere we go. I intend to keep the Torah out of the Aro, out of the Ark. I intend to keep the Badim, the poles, firmly in place. And I can promise you, I said this 21 years ago, and I'll repeat it today. I will not always go in the right direction. I will not always understand what the Torah demands of us. And even when I do understand, I will not always live up to those demands. But I will do my best to keep the badim, the poles, firmly in place. My friends, I wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.